Okay, good morning. It's Monday. Welcome to a new week, Thanksgiving week, in fact. A lot of people have a lot of great things planned, friends, family, gathering, coming home, homecomings of sorts, but it's always a great week. I'm looking forward to it myself. I hope you are too. We've got a great discussion for you today. We are going to be talking with uh, psychic medium Denise Marie. We've had Denise on the program a few years ago. It's been a while. I always enjoy talking to her. Not only is she a very interesting person when it comes to her psychic and mediumship abilities and the readings she does, but she's also an artist. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Before I bring her into the program, a couple of things that we need to talk about and have to remind you of, um, more for my sanity than yours, I'm sure. But we've got a couple of live investigations coming up. These are going to be terrific. We've been doing our research and our homework on these locations, and they are nothing short of spectacular. I am not going to announce the location specifically yet, because I want to do that with Britt on the program with me. However, they are near Indianapolis, Indiana. There's two of them. The first investigation will be November 30th, December 1st, those two nights, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then the second will be Sunday and Monday, so December 3rd and 4th, again, starting at 8 Eastern. Both of those investigations will be live. You will be helping us conduct the investigations through your chat comments. As I always say, people in investigations, like when we're doing the investigation, we are basically in a pitch black room. A lot of people say, well, why do you do it in a pitch black room? Well, there's there's a lot of reasons. We can talk about that in a, another time. However, you as a viewer have the benefit of the camera and the infrared light that illuminates the room or the area for the camera. So there's a lot of times you'll see things as a viewer that we don't see in real time. We won't see them until we come back later and review the the footage. So you have real time uh, at a real time advantage, and you can help us in the investigation by saying, "Hey, uh, tell tell the guys that uh, you know the 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 curtain just moved, or something happened over JV's shoulder, or whatever it happens to be." And we love this interactivity that we bring to these paranormal investigations. A TV quality broadcast yet real-time interaction from our audience so you guys become part of the investigation this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more so ask yourself what is it you want Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And one of the things that we do is we bring different people in, depending on where we are geographically. And one of the people we're really excited to bring in at some point is today's guest. And let me introduce you again to uh, a good friend, Denise Marie. Denise, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. I think it's been like three years, maybe two years. I don't know, but it's been too long, whatever it's been. It's been a while, JV. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm excited. And and this is Thanksgiving week. We all have the, a little bit of a, a, a light in our eye because we know we're going to be seeing friends and family generally. It's really a special time. What do you have planned for Thanksgiving? And I don't want to put you on the spot, but what's going on oh, in, in Denise Marie's house? JV, you know I'm Italian, right? <laughs> yes, so I'm I having do. about 10 people at dinner and I'm cooking. So... <laughs> <laughs> It they sounds delicious. Room table. All you have to say is I'm Italian and I'm cooking. And to me, it's like ringing dinner bells. My mother was born in Italy, so I grew up that way. And I know what that means. And it's terrific. <laughs> 
I love it, though. I do. I love the warmth of it. I, I love the whole process. All right. Another, I'm going to put you on spot again, on the spot again. Uh, yeah. What are you thankful for? We have to, we have to think about these things. What are you thankful for as we approach Thanksgiving? I am thankful for God. I am thankful for my ability to connect to those on the other side. I am thankful for my beautiful son. I'm thankful for my family. And that's probably the most important thing. I, the only thing I would add there from, for me, because it just seems like there's so much, um, I don't know how to put it. I guess bad news really uh, in the world, in my immediate world, but as I'm thankful for my health too. I mean, man, oh, we, God, yeah. you know, you, you, without uh, our health, we have nothing, nothing. You can be nothing without your health. And and that is never more, doesn't hit home any more than when you have somebody very, very close to you suffer some kind of uh, ailment or illness or even, you know, God forbid death. And, uh, yeah. and it's just, it's just, it really makes you appreciate the days you wake up and you feel pretty darn good. Right. I mean, those are good days. Absolutely. Speaking of that, be before we got started here, you and I were chatting a little bit, and I want to hear you talk about this. Um, I had said to you, Denise, I'm, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm like in this fog. I don't know if the weather's changing. I don't know what's going on. And you said, me too. And then you started talking about the time change and all that. What do you think's happening? Well, there's a couple of things that I didn't touch on before the show, but it, it I feel like everybody is feeling this lag ever since the time change. And it just, I mean, we go through this every single year. I don't know why, like, what do we forget? Like after the summer, it's like we're in this, you know, summer bliss. And then we forget that it gets dark at four or five o'clock, you know, when summer's over, I don't know what goes on, like with humans, why we forget that feeling, but then it, it comes up again. And like, I've been in bed at like eight o'clock at <laughs> night. Like, I feel like I'm 92 instead of 52. I'm like, God, why am I so tired? I just want to go to bed and like, you know, put my pajamas on like super early after my last reading. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. But also uh, there's about five, I believe five planets in retrograde until January the 3rd of 2024. We actually had seven retrograde from July going into January of 2024. And now I think only five are left, but it really does affect the planet. It affects our moods. It affects our energy. It affects like people are breaking up left and right. Like it, it's just, it's just a weird time. And I, I, I've never been certain that I understand and, and entirely believe all that. But as I start experiencing these things and, and we're talking about one of them right now, feeling very strange right now. Uh, I'm starting to really, really accept the fact that this is, this is, this is real. This stuff really happens and it really does affect you. I mean, it's all energy. If you think about it, the universe is all energy. We're energy, you know, so it, it does affect us just like, you know, a lot of water signs feel better when they go near the ocean, you know, <laughs> yeah. so there's definitely something to it. I am not an astrologer, but I do pay attention to when things are going crazy up in the universe i pay attention and i'm like oh that's why i've been feeling like crap i get it now i get it <laughs> you know and it's funny i blame you're... everything on mercury retrograde and the fucking moon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i blame everything on that 
This is not me. It's not me. You know, it's, it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned the fact that every year, you know, we we can't, we know it's coming. We know the time change is happening. We know that it gets dark if you're in the Northeast, especially. You know, it gets dark at like 4:30 p.m. It's the same thing with the cold. Every single year, I'm like, God, it's cold this year. What? It's the, it's every year. It never changes. Yet, yet we always seem to be a little surprised by it when it happens. Like we're, yeah, like we're in shock or something. Like I don't know. Uh, I didn't say hello to folks, and I want to do that. I usually uh, start the program by saying hi to folks jumping into the chat room. There are a lot of people in here, and I probably won't get to them all because I can't scroll back far enough. But hey, Mary Grace, Amanda, Dennis, I can't pronounce uh, your name. Uh, Alawodi? Alawode? I, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. That's just me. Uh, but hi. <laughs> um, let's see. Edward, good to see you. Uh, we're talking today with Denise Marie. Uh, you can certainly find out more about her by going to her website, Halo Readings. We'll explain a little bit more why Halo Readings as this discussion goes on. Hey, Tally, uh, good to see you here. And let's see who else. Bonnie and Amanda. Okay, I, I probably missed some folks, and I'm sorry, but but welcome, everybody. I'm so thrilled to have you all here on this Monday. Um, Denise, let's talk about... Uh, your journey, uh, you know, again, you and I've talked a few times over the course of the years. You've been doing this a little while. When did it, when did you have your spiritual awakening when you recognized that, hey, you had these gifts, these sensitivities, and that you could actually use them to help people? When did that start for you? Well, I started communicating with those on the other side, spirits, um, when I was four. And it just progressively got more often and it was very scary when I was a child. I'm not going to lie. It was really scary. Um, but I didn't really, I mean, I would say I, I, I've been in business. I just celebrated 10 years in October. Um, but I pushed it away a lot of my life. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, I knew it was happening and it, it never stopped. But I was literally like, no, no, no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And um, I was a makeup artist for 27 years and uh you know in the makeup industry and doing different things and i didn't want i didn't want to be the one that was talking to the dead you know um but then as i was approaching 40 there was something in me that just kind of clicked and i was like why why am i pushing this away i feel like women especially do not know what they really want in life until they're 40. <laughs> and that goes with everything, JV, like relationships, everything. And I mean, as far as I go, I was like, I didn't know what I didn't want until I was 40 to know what I wanted, you know? So um, when I was 40, I kind of came out of the closet and, and only a handful of people knew my abilities. Only my, my mother, obviously, my father, my sister, you know, close, close, immediate relatives. And then maybe like two friends. And then when I came out, like it was, it, it was a little like scary. Like, what are people going to think? You know, your ego gets in the middle. It's like, you know, what are people going to think of me? You know, whatever. You have this feeling that you have to prove yourself. It's kind of weird. I don't feel like that anymore, which is good. Um, 50 is even better than 40. <laughs> so, Cause then that, that switch in your head goes off like zero fucks given, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so so now I'm 52, I'm well in, but, um, yeah. And, and I'm just, I'm glad that I stepped into it because it, it's been such a journey. And I just, I look forward to the rest of my life. Like I, 
I work for myself. You know, I, I just do readings and I paint angels and I drink iced coffee all day. So that's that's my life and I'm grateful. It sounds pretty perfect. Uh, hey, Jennifer, I want to say hi to you as well because you made a point of saying hello to Denise and I. So, um, and, and Edward says, you're on to a solid theory, Denise, about women who hit 40. <laughs> they, they, they know what they Thanks, want. Thanks, Edward. <laughs> um, Feel me, bro. <laughs> let, let's, get, let's get to, I want to talk a little bit more about the childhood awakening, because, you know, a lot of us like, like me, I, I, I don't consider myself sensitive at all. I, I, I'm, I'm very, what is it? Left brain or right brain brain when you're science oriented, you're mathematic, left, left, I'm very left, left brain. brain. Everything's like very black and Logical. white for me. And, you know, very, there's a lot of logic and it's hard for me to break out of that, um, which makes me a skeptic when I do our investigations. And it's probably a, a good asset, a good trait to have when you're going into that. I think it is too. Good yeah. for you. I think you should be. Yes. But someone like me often is very curious about people like you, Denise, who have these sensitivities and how you dealt with it as a child, because I know. I watched one scary movie. I loved scary movies, but my mother wouldn't let me watch them because when I did watch them, it would be three weeks before I'd sleep in my own bed again kind of thing. You know, so if you're experiencing these contacts with the other side, whether it's just through a psychic sense or a mediumship sense as a child, how do you process that? My God, I remember them shaking my bed. Spirit would literally shake my bed physically i would sit up and watch the bed moving just to make sure i wasn't dreaming and i did sleep on the floor of my parents bed next to them for years all right so how um, all right so two questions about that first of all yeah. uh, how, about how old were you at that point when that was happening to you maybe like nine eight nine okay and yet you were brave enough to sleep on the floor next to your parents' bed where you never know what was under that bed? <laughs> Didn't that scare you? I was, I was less afraid. I'm more afraid of bugs, actually, than okay. spirit. Thankfully, right. we didn't have any bugs in the house. But no, I was, I was, I would sleep much better camped out next to their bed than I did in my own bed because my own bed would shake and it would happen so often. And even still now, you know, I, I wake up in the middle of the night and they're standing at my bed because you could feel somebody, you know, you, you feel something, yeah, sure. you open your eyes, it's like, oh shit, there they are. But now it's just the people that know that their loved ones are coming to see me that week. So they just want to kind of show up early. That's fine. I just say, no, 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 not now. I'm tired. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you can do that. You, if, if I had, well, if, if, everybody can do that. Yeah, I know, you but, but, like the but living. If, 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 if I woke up, if there was somebody, sitting at the end of my bed when I woke up and I, you know, it was, it was somebody from the other side. I'm not sure I'd be as calm, cool, and collected to be able to say, sorry, not right now. I'm, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I don't know that yeah, that's how I react. Know, but it took me years to get there. It <laughs> took me years to get calm and cool at all. Yeah. So, but when I was a kid, it was scary. And then, you know, I would tell my mom, like I would tell them, I'd be like, you know, you don't see that. You don't, you don't see him, you know? And they thought that I was either crazy or just very imaginative or had, you know, invisible friends or pretend friends. And it wasn't until we went to visit my grandmother's new husband. Um, he was in the hospital and he had only been with us for a few years and he was in the hospital and me and my mom went to visit him. Grandpa Gene, I call him. He was not my biological grandfather. And, um, and I was sitting in the chair and I was staring at the empty chair next to me and my mother and my uncle were talking and my mother kept looking over at me and she goes, Denise, what are you looking at? And I said, I'm, I'm looking at the woman. 
and I described the woman because I can physically see them with my eyes. So when I was, I look, they manifest like an apparition right in front of me. So I, I was physically describing this old woman sitting from head to toe, what she was wearing, what her hair looked like. She wasn't speaking to me. She was just sitting there with her hands folded in front of her. And my uncle who had known grandpa Jean years before, because my uncle was a mechanic, grandpa Jean was a mechanic. I guess that's how my grandmother and Jean met, whatever. That's the story. That's history. But my, my uncle said to my mother, that's Jean's mother. And she died like 10 years ago. So, and I was only 10 at the time. There was no way I could have known this woman. And that's when they knew, holy shit, she's got something. But wow. my mother has it too. My mother has it too. And she kept that from me <laughs> for years. Yeah, I was going to ask because a lot of times it is passed down, you know, through through generations that way. Right. Um, what do you think about the fact that a lot of, whether, if, let's say, let's say uh, this was happening to a child who's, mother and or father did not understand it and didn't accept it. Maybe for religious reasons, they didn't accept it. I don't know. Um, and they, you know, and they scold, they say, don't, you know, these are imaginary friends, go outside and play. Don't, th don't listen to that. That's all your imagination. And they basically scold it out of you. What happens in those circumstances? Do you think? I, I really do. I talk to a lot of uh, clients who are parents and they tell me, you know, people tell me this, Oh my, my child has some, I encourage, I tell you, encourage them, encourage them, believe them. Children, especially children and animals are that much closer to the other side because they're newer, they're newer humans in this life and they're more sensitive and kids have to, you have to learn skepticism. Skepticism is something that is learned. You're not born with that. So children, especially they believe what they see. So believe your children when they say that, you know, get the facts, you know, and tell your kids, we'll talk to them. They're not here. I'm, I'm, I'm actually writing a children's book about this. Oh, so nice. I'll, I'll let you know when it, when I finish it, <laughs> but, um, could be a while, but, um, it, I, I just say, um, you know, encourage them, talk to them, you know, tell them to tell them to converse with the spirit, tell them they're not there to hurt them. They're not there to scare them. Even though it feels like that. I mean, when they were shaking my friggin' bed, I was like, why do they want to scare me? And then I realized later on, I'm like, they were just trying to get my attention because they knew that I could see them and think if you were a spirit, you'd want it, it's like a light goes off when somebody has a gift, right? And you flock to that person because you know that person is connected to so-and-so, who's connected to so-and-so, who's connected to... And you just want to get your message across to your to your living loved ones. You know what I mean? So you're mm -hmm. not trying to harm anyone as right. a spirit. You just want to get somebody's attention. Like, hey, hey, well, tell my wife I'm okay. Let, you me, know? let me ask you this then, because that kind of brings up an interesting question. So... Uh, in the, in the physical plane, in our life, in, in the living world, if you will, um, there are people like you, Denise, who have a heightened sensitivity to be able to communicate with those on the other side. There are people like me that don't have that. Uh, at least I'm not aware of it. Um, is it the same on the other side? Do, do the spirits or the, the those who have passed, do they have, uh, is, is it, I don't know how to put this and make it make sense, but do they not see the people who are less sensitive and see you because you are sensitive is is that how it works for them yes yes it's like picture a map right say a map of the world or a map of new jersey or wherever their living loved ones are there's like a map that they are looking at just giving you an example 
uh, for instance. And it's like, there's these little lit up pieces of that map of who, who has the, the gift or the sensitivity. It, it's kind of something like that. So they're less likely to see someone like me who doesn't have the heightened sensitivity and much more likely to see someone like you that does. Yes, they, it's much more likely, but it's not, it's not unheard of. Okay. Because sometimes people such as yourself might have something that you're just oppress, like suppressing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe you, you know, your skepticism stops you from opening up to that because I do believe that, I do believe you have to be born with some kind of something, mm -hmm. but I do believe people who aren't can still be in touch with the other side by signs and symbols and messages because there are no coincidences, you know, stuff happens. Your loved ones on the other side will stop at nothing to get a message to you, whether it's a frigging cardinal showing up on your, on your kitchen window every single day for a month, they'll do whatever they can. Spirit can manipulate energy. So they can manipulate that cardinal to land on your doorstep. You follow me? Yeah. So there's, there's really, everybody can receive signs and messages and you certainly don't have to be a gifted psychic medium. You don't have to, everybody can be open to it. It's just, if you want to be right now, if you don't want to be, it's not going to happen. And, right. I, and I, I certainly am aware of some signs that I've received. Both of my parents passed within the last 10 years and uh, you know, I've had some dreams, not a lot of them, surprisingly, but I've had a few, and they've been so incredibly powerful, unbelievably okay, let's powerful. Talk about that. Can we, first of all, I'm so sorry for your losses. Thank you. Second of all, the dream thing. I'm glad you brought it up. This is how you can tell if it's a visit, as opposed to just a dream. It depends on how you feel the next day when you wake up. So if you feel really happy, and like full of joy that was a visit. If you wake up sad, it was just a dream because we also go visit them on the other side. It's not just them coming to us. It's us going to them. Our, our spirit will leave our human body when we're in that deep REM sleep. Some people call it astral projection, but we leave to go visit and when you visit them, you don't wake up missing them. You wake up feeling really good, like you just saw them. So that's the difference between how it, you know, that's what it feels like between a, a dream and a visit. Now, I, I don't know if you do any real dream interpretation as part of your practice uh, with your clients or not, but you have a very, yeah, you have a very good handle <laughs> on it. That's why. So I want to, so like the dreams that I've experienced, and it, again, my, my mother died um, in 2017. So that's now six years ago. My father was in 2015. Um, and they were both kind of young. They're both in their sixties. And, uh, wow. but, uh, I've had very few dreams. And in fact, it took a couple of years before I had the first one, but the, the few that I've had since have all involved these very, very long and warm embraces, like, like almost, it seems like hours of an embrace in, 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 you know, in your dream state. And, and you, and as you said, I woke up and I felt a little confused, but also very comforted by it. Yes, that means it was a visit. And yeah, the, the embraces are very common for visits. Very common. Um, but honestly, if it took years for you, for them to come and visit you in your dream state, it's only because it's only one of two things. Well, the first thing is there is no time on the other side. So years to us is literal minutes to them. 
Okay. Second of all, spirit knows you better than you might even know yourself. And that could alter your healing state. So if you weren't ready, maybe you thought you were, but maybe they knew that you weren't. And it took a little longer for you to be ready for that to happen because sometimes it can have an adverse effect, like where you kind of spiral back into grief. Right. They know you better. <laughs> Dennis is saying, I, I agree with that dream visit. I got a hug too. And I was very happy as a result. Um, and then the other thing that's weird, I, this isn't supposed to be a session about me, Denise, but I, I'm fascinated oh, I about what you're saying here. The it. other thing, uh, the other thing that I find interesting about my personal experience is that my father died two years prior to my mother, three years prior to my mother. Yet I didn't dream about him until after she died and they came together. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, honestly, like I said, I think it's just a matter of when they knew you'd be ready, but also there is really no time on the other side. Yeah. Like our life is like this to them. Right. It's like quick. Right. So you know? back to my original point about this. So I, I, I know I've had some uh, contact through dreams. Some other things have happened around me that I said, and, and there's one that, that it just blows my mind. It's about a cell phone call and all this. But I know I've had a few interesting contacts, yet I don't wake up seeing a, a, a dead person or a spirit at the end of my bed like you do. So, you know, there's a, there's a difference in the level of what we perceive and how we perceive it. And uh, I think it's very marked. Um, and I'm not sure what my original point was about the question, other than the fact that there are different levels. You know, that some people Absolutely. will experience it in very different ways. Yeah, and, and every single human can experience a visit or contact. Some people, have you ever heard of sleep paralysis? Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so people call it sleep paralysis because you, you wake up and you feel like something is laying on your chest and you feel like you can't move and, you know, you're panicked, right? Sleep paralysis is nothing more than your own soul going back into your body and in the middle of it, your physical human wakes up. Ah. And it's like, what's happening? Nobody's laying on your chest. It's your spirit trying to get all the way back in after you've left to go sure. visit your loved one. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, it's a lot of sense. Um, Edward, to answer your question, yes, Denise is in New Jersey. That is the East Coast. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I don't know if he's picking up on an accent or what, Denise. I don't think you have much oh, of a New I Jersey. You got a little one. Yeah, but you could control it. You seem to like be able to like, Keep it like right within the, you know, so it's not too profound, but yet people oh, recognize you it. You hear me when I'm cursing and yelling at my son. <laughs> I'm sure. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that's when it that, that's when it reveals itself. Um, what do you? What kind of recommendations do you give for people who are feeling some kind of spiritual or, or yeah, I guess we will call it spiritual angst? You know, there's there are times in people's lives where they just know something's out of balance spiritually. What do you recommend for people that have that? They feel like they're go going through that, and how do people recognize it? I mean, uh, sometimes people think it's physical, but it could be very well be spiritual. I, I just got chills when you asked me that because I've been uh, talking about this a lot recently is your body will know and recognize when something is off balance in your life, when something isn't right. If you are in a relationship that is not serving you for your highest good, 
if you are in a job that isn't serving you for your highest good, okay, your body will, sometimes you'll even have physical pain or get colds more often, or, you know, just things that you'll, your physical body knows when something is off, but it's not always something actually physical that's going on with you. It could be spiritual. You have to check yourself. You have to make a list. Okay. Make a list of what brings you joy throughout your day. And then the other column, what doesn't, what, what causes you stress throughout your day, make a two column list of what brings you joy throughout that day. You know, it, it could be talking on the phone to a friend or feeding your dog or, you know, whatever, watching your favorite show on a Tuesday, whatever brings you, write those things down. And then the other column, write things down that are stressing you out so you can physically have an assessment of what's going on in your life. A lot of times it's the other people that you're surrounding yourself with because all humans can pick up energy. You've heard of the term energy vampires. I was That's just going to ask you about lot. that. I was just going to ask you about energy vampires. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a thing. It is a thing. People are succubus, man. They'll take your energy, not in, probably not even intentionally knowing yeah. that they're doing this, but they are doing it. Some people are more needy than others. Some people need a lot of assistance or a lot of help or a lot of, you know, coddling, you know, it's like whatever, or they just, you know, people can be very intrusive, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, people are people, whether they know they're doing it or not, you know, Catherine, in our, yeah, Catherine in our chat room says over the last five months, a lot of people and friends have been passing away. It makes it also very, very real that it's, she's waking up scared. What kind of message do you have for someone like Catherine? I mean, we all, we all grieve when somebody we know dies, but Denise, I have to assume that given the fact you talk to the other side, you know, that at least there's something you know, we don't necessarily have to be afraid of. Well, we, Catherine, I'm, I'm sorry you're feeling like that. Um, I can understand why she's scared. I can understand why you're scared. And especially if you're having multiple deaths in the last few months, it's like you, you probably have this feeling of like, who's next, you know, or why is this happening? You know, it, it's a lot to process in a short period of time. It's not like, you know, how when, when somebody dies and then five years later, somebody else dies, like that's a short period of time to deal with a lot of death. And, and I'm sorry, I'm so sorry that you're going through that, but I can assure you as sure as I know my name, we really don't die. And heaven, you know, we, heaven is a state of mind. You can call it whatever you want. The other side, heaven, the veil, whatever, but it, it's all on the other side and we all go to the same place it's in the blink of an eye everything i've learned about this i have learned from spirit themselves and they've shown me you know god is real angels are real religion is not satan is not there's no hell we all go to the same place so even like axe murderers go to the same place that your sweet old grandmother is we're all on the other side so and and it's literally like right next to us it's not we, some you know mostly italians we look up to the sky oh jimmy i know you're looking <laughs> down on me right no, they're not over there they're literally like right next to you going shaking their head at you <laughs> but <laughs> and, but um we, we all we're all connected and we all live among each other and i always say about the other side is when people die we get time while they get freedom and they have the freedom to be on the other side with their loved ones that they lost. 
So now they get to be together, but they can also come back and forth, back and forth at the speed of thought. They're with you at the speed of thought. Talk to them out loud. You can still have a relationship with your loved ones that crossed over. It's just going to be a little bit different. So it might not be a phone call, but they'll send you that ladybug in the dead of winter that came out of nowhere. You know, it, it, there's always something. They'll send you songs, music, the lights will flicker. Okay, I'm, you're an investigator. You know all the shit that goes on. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. And I feel your pain. It's, it's, it's very scary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Denise, uh, just because we kind of kind of have to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, and and you know, I love I, there are a lot of I, I've I've talked and interviewed a lot of folks, um, some who claim to be psychic mediums, some who are psychic mediums like you. Um, the industry has a lot. I'll call it an industry has a lot of uh, people that that prey on vulnerable people as well as the good one. There's a lot of good ones like you. And I try to bring the good ones onto this program. I've worked with some of the bad ones. What do you say to somebody who's had a bad experience with, with a psychic or a medium? Um, and what are your thoughts on the fact that uh, you got to be careful when you're navigating this as a client, as a person who's looking for help? I have a lot of thoughts on that. So first of all, I don't understand how somebody can fake being a medium okay because yes while there is google you don't have to know a real medium does not even need to know your name sign up under an alias i i actually had somebody come into me as john wick they put their fucking name down as john. oh i'm engaged to him by now <laughs> but by the way we're engaged <laughs> that was, that was three years ago came to me under the name John Wick. I was like, okay, no problem. I don't need to know your name. It's the only client I ever dated, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed to be working out pretty well, so. <laughs> so a real medium and authentic medium doesn't need to ask you a thing. You don't need to offer information. And I always tell my clients, I'm gonna bring somebody through. Now, while I see them and they step forward and they come in like kind of like a black and white and gray apparition, but they're very animated. While I see them, that spirit's not stepping forward going, hi, I'm JV's grandmother. They're, they're not doing that. I'm just going to physically tell you who I'm seeing. I don't know who this person is, but I'm going to describe what they look like to you. You're supposed to claim them, but I always tell everybody, do not give me names. Do not feed the medium. Claim them by relationship. Even if you just say, I think I know who that is. That's all spirit needs. And that's not for me. It's for spirit because now spirit has your permission to can you continue talking. They don't want to scare you. So they want to know that you're open to it. I think I know who that is. Now spirit has your permission. They're going to continue talking. And all spirit's going to do is bring in evidence of their life and memories and also evidence that they're still in your life by showing me what you had for dinner last night. You know what I mean? Like this is how they prove that they're still around you. I don't care that you had tacos last night. 
but spirits letting you know that they were with you while you were out having tacos. So it, it has to be evidence. That's how you know. I don't know how people fake it. I, that baffles me. <laughs> how do you fake it? I mean, if you, if you, okay, yes, you can look up on Google and you can look up obituaries and I'm sure that's how it's done, but uh, you have to give other stuff that's not on Google. Right. Let me just clarify something here. Are you saying that there aren't people that fake it or are you saying you don't understand how they get away with it? I'm sure there are people that fake it. I don't understand how they get away with it. I don't understand that. And, and these people must have no conscience. Well, it's, either. that's for sure. That's for certain. It's, it's, it's really, it's really a horrendous thing because they really do prey on people that are vulnerable and yeah. it's a, and I'm not saying there's a lot of it. I don't, I don't know. I'll let people be the judge of the, with the people they've worked with. I know that there are a lot of good ones and there are a lot of people that are very honest in what they do and very sincere about what they're trying to do, their intentions. And, you know, Denise, you're trying to help people. You want to help people. That's I, I'm assuming that's what's the greatest satisfaction of this is for you. It is. I, I, I really do want to help. I feel, I feel good when I'm giving, you know, it feels good to give. And, and you know, what's funny is I named my business Halo 10 years ago, right? I had to think of a name. I started out with a Facebook page. Well, let me put up a business page, right? And I named it Halo because I like angels, right? This was even before I started painting. All right, Halo. Yeah, I could always change it later, right? Do you know five years later, I figured out what the hell Halo means? Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not really a blonde. <laughs> Halo is an acronym that means healing and leading others. So wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. So the, the Halo above an angel's head that we've, you know, we've all seen in, in pictures or whatever, that is actually an acronym? There's an act. It's an acronym for healing and leading others. Oh, I had wow. no idea. So five years later, so you picked so you picked this name, and it had a meaning that you didn't even you didn't realize at the time. But it's the perfect meaning for what you're doing. If yeah. that if that's not like destiny or fate or synchronicity or whatever word you want to ascribe to it, then I don't know what is. Oh God, I know it. <laughs> Crazy. It's crazy. And and then, and then to, to actually start painting angels, you know, later, you know, later yeah. on, it, it is all, it's all tied in. JV. I, That's I, what I'm saying. I'm just as shocked as you. Oh, I love it. I've got two questions oh, I want to ask you. I, I've got two chat questions that I want to ask you. And then I want to talk about the angel paintings. Cause I think that's really, really cool. Um, Ed wants to know, wait, wait, uh, scrolled past. Hang on one second. What, what uh, Ed wants to know what your opinion is on reincarnation. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thanks, Ed. Um, we all reincarnate, but it's our choice. So when we get to the other side, if we want to come back and do it again, we can. If we don't want to, we don't have to. We all have choice. We have freedom of choice. It's free will. Even as a spirit, we have free will. So reincarnation happens all the time. Happens a lot quicker. There's a quicker turnover in animals. <laughs> the, the, the turnover time is much quicker. So like that movie, A Dog's Life, I've never seen it. I won't watch it because I'll be, I'm a, I'm a sap when it comes to, I cry at Hallmark channels. So uh, Hallmark commercials. But so I, I won't watch the movie, but I know the premise of the movie and it's absolutely true. Your, your dog will reincarnate and come back to you in another dog. And that's absolutely true. Humans cannot reincarnate into animals. Animals cannot reincarnate into humans. 
Um, but humans will reincarnate, but most of the time they'll wait for their, their family members to get on the, the other side too. So we can all go around again together and possibly even switch roles. Like you could have been your mom's dad in another life, you know, and then this time around, so, I some, be your my sister swears that I am my mom's dad, my grandfather. She says, I've got all of his personality traits, including being I say frugal. She calls it cheap, <laughs> which my grandfather was. <laughs> no, but I mean, you can actually switch roles. Like you can, you know, say you say it's your time, you know, 50 years from now, it's your time. And you get over there and you see your mom and dad and you're like, yeah, let's do it again. And then this time around, mom, I'm going to be your dad instead of your son. You follow me? But so you it, do you, are you saying that it's actually, and I'm just going to use words that we understand, and I don't mean these literally, but uh, you're saying that it's like the soul group has a conversation and kind of says, hey, let's try it this way this time. Like like they, there's actually intention to that? Absolutely. And we have a blueprint. We all have a blueprint that we choose. You You choose this life. You choose your family members. You choose your spouses. You choose your narcissistic boyfriends. You choose all of these things for growth. It's, it's like, it's like picking, like picking subjects, picking majors and minors in college. That's what it's like. Well, what am I going to learn in this life? What am I coming here for? Who am I going to help? Who am I going to hurt for their help? Because people come in to hurt you for your own growth. You know what I mean? So it, it there's so much to it, but the blueprint, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, what's, what's the alternative? So let's, let's say, cause you said you could choose whether to come back or not. Let's say you or your group say, you know what, we, we've done it enough. Now we, we're going to, we're not going to reincarnate. Why would you make that decision? Is, is it truly paradise on the other side? Because it's so much better on yeah. the other side. I can't understand why anybody would come back. <laughs> but, <laughs> I must have been here a thousand times and I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Why again? Oh my God. Because it probably because it's just like the friggin' daylight savings time. We forget. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let's exactly. do that again. That was fun. Um but uh yeah. Jennifer wants to know when when you're when you have contact with the other side, and uh, and this may have changed from the way you described it early on when they would appear at the end of your bed and uh, other ways. But now, um where to go? Hold on. I'm sorry. These keep scrolling. Uh, do do these do spirits just come to you without your uh, request or without you asking for it, or do they now? Can you just kind of control it so that only happens when you're doing a reading? I can control it. I can. And the only time I can't really control it is if I'm in a dead sleep and I get up to go pee or something. Like that's when I can't control, but for the most part, I can control it. Everybody can, you have an on and off switch. You know, if it's the same thing as if, um, like I said, you treat them like humans. If you're in the bathroom and a human walks in on you, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, I'm in here. Right. It's the same thing with the other side. Not now, you know, I'm a lot nicer to the other side. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, no, not now. You know, um, sometimes in a meditation before my reading that day, later on that day, because I meditate every single morning. And when I meditate, sometimes I'll have a spirit walk directly up to me and get in my face. And I just, I'm like, thank you, you know, come by later. 
you know, so it, it does happen at random times still to answer her question. But for the most part, I do control it. I certainly don't read people in the supermarket who haven't asked for a reading. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't do that. Ed uh, has been um, asking a bunch of stuff here. One more, and then we're going to move on to angel paintings. But Ed wants to know if you believe that hypnotic life regression therapy is accurate or if it's a scam. And I don't know if you have any experience, and if you don't, that's fine. Um, or if you have an opinion on it or don't, that's fine too. But I thought I'd throw it out I've there. Always wanted to, you know, I've always wanted to have it done, but I'm skeptical as well. I do believe that any any licensed hypnotherapist can get you back far to other lives, past life regression. I do. They they have to be. I mean, listen, dude, look up look up reviews, please. <laughs> reviews, reviews, reviews. You know, just just scour the internet for reviews because they are. I went to one hypnotherapist in my life, and what I liked about this person was during the session, and it wasn't a past life regression. It was this life. So I needed to go back to my childhood and, and recall some things that whatever went on. And I felt like my feet were literally cemented to the floor. But during that hypnotherapy session, he would make me wiggle my finger to, to, so I would know that I'm still in control. So he was a good one. You know what I mean? But like I said, I've never done the past life thing. I've always wanted to. I'm just afraid because I would not go unless I had a recommendation from somebody who I trusted. But I do believe it is possible. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to change topics here a little bit, although this is really is not separate from what Denise Marie does uh, as a psychic medium. Uh, angels are a very, very important part of her life and her discovery from what I understand. And you do some phenomenal work. And I have to say, I actually am an owner of one of Denise's paintings, but you do angel paintings. And there's an interesting story about why you started doing this. Tell us the story and uh, talk a little bit about this work and why you do it. Okay. So um, everybody should, and thank you, JV, I appreciate that. Um, everybody should know that I have no previous artistic abilities whatsoever besides doing somebody's face, their makeup. I can't draw. I look like an idiot trying to draw a stick figure. I can't draw. And I still can't draw. I can only paint angels. And it happened when it was uh, 2014, about a year into my spiritual practice, after I got it off the ground, um, I was going through a really bad breakup. And I was very depressed. My son was only eight years old at the time. And I was depressed for about 10 solid months because I was, I was devastated. This was a, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Some psychic, right? I didn't see it coming. JV. <laughs> I can never see my own damn life. I wish. Or I, wish I mean, is, is there, is there something, is that a protection thing? I mean, that might be a bit of a protection thing. You don't want to see you, 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 it would probably drive you crazy if you could see everything coming in your life. It's, it's possible, but yeah. And I, I was going through this breakup and I, I really, I, I never would commit suicide. That's not something I would do, especially being a mom. And, you know, I have a mother, a sister. I'm not selfish like that, but I was praying for death. I was like, please, God, let me just get hit by a bus. I didn't want to live anymore. I was so devastated. And one early, early morning, and the sun was just coming up. I was just kind of laying in bed and I was staring at my ceiling. And you know how you can see orbs in pictures? I mean, I'm sure you've seen lots sure. of orbs yeah. in mm -hmm. films. 
um, I saw in real time, I saw an orb floating in on my ceiling and it was about this big and it was clear and it had a little bit of green tint to it. And it was just moving across my ceiling. And I was just staring at it like, what the heck is that? And it kind of hovered above my head and lowered itself down to me. I swear to God, I was like, this is it. This is it. They're coming to get me. Here I come, Elizabeth. I'm coming. <laughs> right? So I'm like, they're, they're coming. To, I can laugh about it now. I can't even believe I can get through this story without tears. That's how I know I've healed from it. So, um, but I closed my eyes and I could feel the tears falling out of my face, and, uh, out of my eyes. And I was like, this, they're coming to get me. They're giving me my wish. Right. And when I closed my eyes, it was blacker blackness than I've ever seen in my life. And there was a white flicker of light. And that flicker spoke to me and said, just take care of your son. Everything's going to be okay. That was it. Nothing cryptic, nothing ridiculous. It was just take care of your son. Everything's going to be okay. When I opened my eyes and I sat up, I kind of felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. And I just felt like everything's going to be okay. I just have to be a mom, right? So my son, who is a natural born artist, I took him to the art store a couple weeks later. And as I'm passing the canvas paint, the canvas, um, I think it's like wood, cradled pine, and it was primed white. And as I'm walking past, I just kind of glanced at it and I stopped and I looked again and I saw the angel appear in that primed white board. There was nothing on it. I go, Joey, do you see that? He goes, no, it's, it's a, it's a board mommy that it's primed. He's telling me he's trying to it's school me. Okay. Cause I'm not an artist. <laughs> so I picked it up. I got some supplies. And I painted, I started painting angels. And that was my first one was the one on the left. That was your showing. first one? And I named her Hope. Oh, uh, wow. I named her Hope. You know, I, I, a couple, there's a lot of things I love about these and the fact that you do them and why you do them. But one of the things I find really fascinating for me is the, is the fact that I'm I'm a, a history buff, I'm, especially about medieval European history. And the way cool. you paint these have a, have a very medieval cathedral, you know, kind of look to them. Is that intent? I mean, I, I don't know if anything can be intentional if you say, you know, you don't, you never really paint, you just do it. But I find I that really neat. <laughs> I swear to God, my mother will come over to my house and look at them and be like, what happened to you? Because, well, the one, the the other one with the, um, the sheet music, Angel Wings. So I, I actually cut her wings out of sheet music and named her Harmony. So oh, all wow. my angels have some kind of like double meaning to them. And, uh, and I do get to pick a few things when I'm painting them, but I have no control over their face. I have no control over what their face is going to look like. And I never know what their face is going to look like until they're finished. Wow. I was just going to ask you, do you get a vision and then you put it to paper or does it, is it your, is it like spirit writing in the sense that your hand is just doing it? Well, it's like, all right. So I get the white can the white, um, primed board, right? Cause I, I prefer to paint on something solid for some reason. I don't know. And, um, it's all primed white. And when I look at it, the angel shows up just like when I focus on the wall and spirit shows up. It's just, the, it just appears. 
and I just, it's just there. Um, the, the one that I did behind me, I don't know if you could see it because before I break it, hold on. <laughs> okay. This is faith. I know it's like, I'm sorry for the glare. We can this see it pretty faith. well. Yeah, we can see it pretty well. Okay. So there's a book in her hand, right? Mm -hmm. And when I was painting her, Spirit goes, put a book in her hand. I go, well, you got to show me the book. Because I remember I can't draw. <laughs> so they showed it to me and then I just painted it. Wow. Yeah. And you and, so and you offer them on your website, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Um, right now I have... Um, I have two. I have two original, actual physical paintings that I'm, I'm working on whenever I have time to, um, and all the rest. Every angel that I have has a, a print available, um, but I only have two um, actual paintings available. But they're not even up yet because they're not finished. Um, somebody just commissioned one, but I'm trying not to do commissioned work because I notice that when I say yes to people, cause I don't always like to say no, like, I feel like they're being called to this and I'm like, of course I'll make one for you. And right. then I just talk to the guides and I'm like, please just, just do this. Will you? So, <laughs> but it's harder when it's commissioned because they kind of want to control things and I can't, I don't even have the control. You know, so the only thing I can really control is what I can control is the color of the dress, the color of the eyes or the hair, but I can't control what the face is going to look like. Some people say to me, can you make it look just like my mother? I'm not a natural artist, so there's no way I can possibly do that. I just, I just paint what's shown to me. Um, we're going to run out of time. I've kept you longer than I've already said I was going to, but I need to ask you about paranormal investigating because as you and I have talked, one of these days you're going to be on an investigation with us when we're filming for Paranormal Reality TV. Um, but you've done that already. I mean, you've actually done some filming and some investigating. Uh, quickly tell us about that experience. Um, my cousin is a paranormal investigator in Massachusetts, and they were going to be filming um, at the SK, SK Pierce Mansion in Massachusetts. And they asked me to be their guest medium for the show. And that was a lot of fun. And that's on Paraflix Network. Um, it's called Truth or Legend in Your Hometown. And it's uh, the Massachusetts episode. There's a second one coming. Um, and believe it or not, I forgot the name of the mansion that we investigated, but I know it's close to the SK Pierce. And uh, we, we filmed that one too. So there's two episodes and that was a lot of fun. I look forward to working with you. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're, we're and we're going to make it happen. When you investigate, do you like to go into the, the place without information? Do you like to have some background? What's your, how, what's your approach to the investigation? My approaches do not give me any information, please. When I did the SK Pierce, I didn't know the name of it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to Google it. I didn't want nothing, nothing. So I told my cousin, just give me the address, put it in my navigation. Five hours later, showed up there and then just walked around, you know, with cameras on me with the woman um, that runs the place that does the tours. She was like the tour guide. And I was just pulling in spirits that I had no idea who they were. And she was confirming the stuff. I don't like to know, even when I'm doing a reading for a one-on-one, -on -one, don't tell me anything, please. Like, I don't want to know anything. Yeah. When you told me about the, the episode that had already been released, I watched it too. And I saw some of what you're talking about. Um, it was a pretty cool uh, investigation and, 
and it was very clear that it was affecting you too as you were walking through that through that mansion. It was cool. But it was good. Like I didn't really feel drained. I thought the spirits in that place were very lovely. Like, you know, everybody was like, Oh, this place is so wanted. And I'm like, Oh my God, they were so nice. Like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, well, that's the thing. A lot of people think, okay, so uh, I heard a knock on the wall. It's gotta be scary. Well, it doesn't have to be scary. As you pointed out earlier, it's you know, a lot of times, if not all the time, it's just an effort to get attention and to communicate. And you know, when you don't have a body, it's a little more difficult. You got to try other things, right? I mean, it's a little bit you of a challenge. Get creative. Yes. You got to get creative. Yes. Yeah. All right. So um, your website, halo-readings.com, I want to put it up on the screen here. Uh, what do you offer here for folks if, if people want to check it out? Okay. So I have different, if you go under the services tab, I have um, one-on-one readings uh, in person or over the phone or by Zoom if it's two people or more. Um, I, there are no difference between in-person readings and, uh, phone readings or zoom readings because I do read globally. Um, and I, like I said, one-on-ones or two-person family readings, group sessions, large gallery events. Um, I do psychic readings and medium readings because all mediums are psychic, even though I don't particularly love the word psychic creeps me out a little bit, but, um, all mediums are psychic, so it is what it is, but yeah. And, uh, again, website is halo readings.com. You've also got Facebook, which is, is also halo readings, right? On Facebook. Yep. It's easy to find. And Instagram, you told me what it was. I've, it's, I've blanked out on it. Psychic medium Denise Murray. Psychic yeah, medium, just Den- psychic Denise, medium Murray. Denise Murray. And check out for the, look out for the blue check though, because there's a lot of, um, a lot of impersonators. Oh Denise, I've got to tell you the the number of scammers that have appeared in social media, and maybe they've always been there. I I tend to kind of throw. I I just pushed fa- uh, social media away for a long time and didn't want any involvement. But now with this project, I've got to be involved and engaged. And uh, the number of scammers, people people will jump in. I, I promise this is going to happen, and I wish I had a way to prevent it. But people, now that you were on this program. People are going to jump into our chat room when we're doing other things, pretending to be you with a slight variation in your name so that, so they can have an account with something similar. And like, they'll have an, like they'll have a number, an L instead of an I or something. that will make it look like it's the same. And they'll, and they'll pretend to be you and try to scam people out of readings. That's one of the things I was saying about this industry being, you know, ha- has a lot of this kind of stuff. You gotta be really cautious. It's just yep. everywhere. And I'm sure you see it all the time. It's terrible. It's terrible. Thank God for the, you know, the blue check verification on, on Instagram. I'm verified on Facebook too, but it's kind of like a gray check. So it doesn't really show up as clear, but it just shows that I'm responsible. I have the LLC for the page, but it, it, it's disgusting. It It really is. And that, that makes me sick that people, that's people preying on other people for money. That's disgusting. Yeah. So, you know, so when you go seek out work. Denise Marie on whether it's Facebook or, or Instagram, uh, because her website is what it is, halo-readings.com. It, it, nobody's going to take that, at least hopefully not. Um, but the social media, just make sure you got the right person because I know you're going to want to talk to Denise. She's, she's a fantastic psychic medium, great person. So when you look for her on social media, make sure you've got the right account. How? I mean, there's got to be ways they can figure it out by looking at your well, stuff. Well, the other thing is, is that anybody who's real will not solicit you. Right, nobody's that's right. Nobody's going to mess with you if they're real. They're not going to say, hello, dear one. I picked up on your energy. Yeah, right. all the time. D- Denise, I got to tell you, I've, I've deleted four or five comments in our chat room from people doing that during this interview. 
I have to you know yeah. watch this stuff because it's constant. It's but yeah. Anyway, hey, listen, uh, I've kept you too long. This is Thanksgiving no. week. You've got a lot of cooking to prepare for. I know you've got a busy week ahead of yourself. We are going to be connecting soon. As soon as we can make it happen for an investigation, we'll make this stuff happen. Is there anything else you need to let people know about? Do you have events? Do you have something coming up you want folks to know about? Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I actually do have a show coming up on December 22nd at Stageworks in Pompton Lakes. Uh, December 22nd. If you go to my website under the events tab, it's the first one that shows up and tickets are available and that's going to be fun. I'm sure it will be. Thank you for being here, Denise. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk Happy soon. Holidays. Yes. Thanks so much. All right. We'll, All ta- right. we'll talk soon. Um, again, right. halo-readings.com uh, is a great place to go if you want to get more information about uh, Denise and her work and how you can schedule uh, a consultation or a reading of some kind. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram, as we discussed. One more thing I need to mention, then I'm going to let everybody get out of here. Remember that we offer subscriptions on Facebook. And uh, the nice thing about subscribing to our channel on Facebook is that 100% of the proceeds come to help us with our investigations. Everything we do um, you know, it comes with a hefty price tag. We get out on the road, we bring a crew, we do these live investigations, and it's been fantastic the way people have received it, have supported it. We've got a fantastic growth in our, our viewership base. It's all, in fact, we passed 2 million views just the other day. It's actually incredible. And thank you to all for that. If you could see it uh, within yourself to, to help us by subscribing to the channel, that would also be appreciated. Otherwise, just showing up, commenting, watching, that's all we really, really uh, ask for. So thank you to everybody. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you're able to spend it with friends, family, all the people that are important to you in your life. That's what's really important to you as well. So we'll catch you all soon. Another uh, stream coming up with Britt and I. We've got some more evidence to go over with you all. That'll happen in the next few days. So take care, and we'll see you then.